We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 1st, 2009. This would be part one of our teachings for today. And today we're going to be updating you on Share International, which is Matreya's and Benjamin Cream's newsletter, essentially. They have a newsletter that comes out. This is the one that was released on January 22nd, newsletter number 88, 2009. And uh, a little bit of this will be redundant, but a lot of it's new new material that is uh, could be impacting us very quickly. You're going to see a lot of confirmation today regarding what this Devil Betraya character is saying. I call him Devil Betraya, but he calls himself Lord Betraya. And... Um, I've done several teachings on Maitreya, so you can go, if you want to know more about him, you can just do a keyword search for Maitreya, and all you have to type in is M-A-I-T, just part of the word, in my search box on the homepage. Uh, I've done a whole series on him regarding uh, him possibly being the Antichrist, uh, several others as well. So, uh, very interesting stuff here, and pertinent to the end times that we're living in. They have their own... United Nations sponsored website. Now, it was United Nations sponsored from the very beginning. Okay, now, United Nations actively promotes them uh, in a lot of their, uh, I've done studies on that as well, the United Nations of Maitreya. And they've active, actively promoted him and pointed to him for years as being the coming Messiah to the Jews, uh, Christ to the Christians, the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists. Krishna to the Hindus, and Imam Mahdi to the Muslims. They have actually pointed to him and said, he is the coming one that will be all those things wrapped up into one package. So this is the United Nations. This is the coming, in the essence of the coming one world governing body, new world order, one world government system. And this is the, the entity that they're pointing to. And they've been doing it for years. Uh, Share International is their mouthpiece, and they have a newsletter that they've been coming out with. And um, again, if you want to know more about it, you can see the other teachings. But this particular uh, little study that I'm reading from here comes from their their newsletter uh, for January. And, it's in t- and it says, A bright star heralds the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher. For over 30 years, author, lecturer, and artist Benjamin Krem has been preparing the way for the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher. And again, they ran they ran an ad and was like the New York Times back in the 80s. I've seen the I've actually held the ad in my hand where they were saying that that you know this one world coming. Um, they call him a teacher is coming, and essentially he's going to solve all the world's problems and unite all the world's religions, and he's going to you know be the next best thing since sliced bread is essentially what they've, they've uh, heralded him to be for a long, long time. Okay, And then it goes on to say, on the 12th of December 2008, Share International distributed a newsletter announcing that in the very near future, a large bright star will appear in the sky, visible throughout the world. Night and day, around a week later, Maitreya will give his first interview on a U.S. Uh, television station. Early Since early January of 2009, this year, sightings of the star have been reported from Norway, South Africa, the United States, Dubai, Qatar. 
More and more sightings are now expected. Reports have already appeared in Norwegian newspapers. Now, I haven't heard about these reports, if, that, if that's the case. Uh, I'm, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But the, the deal is with the star is that, and I'll even quote from the paragraph ahead of this, is that a bright star will appear in the sky, visible throughout the world, night and day, for a week. Okay, so this is night and day for a week, is, is what this was what they're saying. Um, so if somebody's seen a bright star for 12 hours straight, that's not night and day. Okay, so maybe they're they're giving us a little prelude or preview to to what is coming, kind of softening people up. Uh, most likely, this technology that they're using is some type of advanced technology that either our government possesses or it's just fallen angelic, uh, lying signs and wonders. I mean, if you think this is the very chief way that the Bible clearly predicts. All the world will be deceived. And I'm not saying true born-again Christians, but I'm saying the masses of the world that will follow the beast, will take the mark of the beast, will bow down and worship the beast. He is going to come, and by those miracles, and by these lying signs and wonders, if it were possible, he shall deceive the very elect. So, this is what we should be expecting. It's not something that, that we should be taken back by and be so surprised about. The Bible clearly predicts that this is one of the things that we should be expecting regarding the appearance of the Antichrist. And as I've said before, if Maitreya is not the Antichrist, he's going to still play a large part in the end time scenario. Uh, if we go further, the new article by Benjamin, Benjamin Cream's master, who is Maitreya, who is based in the Himalayas, see, they said from before Maitreya was in the mountains of the Himalayas, and then he came out of the mountains, and now... Supposedly, he lives in a suburb in London. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but he lives in a suburb in London. And, uh, you know, I've, I've heard accounts of people that have actually had audiences with him. And, you know, they, they go into uh, his presence and they have this unbelievable urge just to fall down and worship the guy. From, from what I've been, from any account I've ever seen. But there's very few accounts about this. There's, there's, you read, you, yes, you can go up to Share International and read that, but I'm talking about personal one-on-one -on -one visitations uh, where people have actually visited this devil, okay, in London. And, um, so anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. Going further, it says, uh, this new article by Benjamin Cream reveals how close we are to witnessing this sign of the star and the historic events which will follow. Maitreya's first interview will lead to further and more frequent interviews on the United, in the United States, Japan, and other countries. Now, I have reported this a little, uh, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, regarding the fact, and I'm still getting reports from people, where they're seeing, there's a commercial that's being advertised on the mainstream networks now. It has been advertised on Anderson Cooper 360, Nancy Grace, the Wall Street Journal Market Watch, in print in that particular one, Rush Limbaugh, and the History Channel. And those are the only ones I know of. Maybe there's been on more. It's about a 60-second commercial. I actually sent out the commercial, a link to this commercial, in one of my newsletters. You can go watch it, where it says this. And, I mean, these are, these are considered mainstream, conservative uh, news networks for the United States. Now, if this was something that was, you know, really super fringe, never ever going to happen, 
why would the news networks ever agree to even carry a commercial like this? I mean, it just seems too way too far out, you know, for them to even th- consider letting something like this be advertised. Yet it's being advertised. Rush Limbaugh? I mean, I'm not saying Rush Limbaugh's up there. I'm saying this is an ad that appears during commercial breaks. Whether it be audio ad, like Rush Limbaugh, a print ad, like Wash, uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, or a TV ad, like Nancy Gray's Anderson Cooper 360 History Channel. He's, he's, this, they're advertising in all these mediums, and they're getting the world prepared for this. Okay, now, uh, we're going to go further in this, uh, in this newest newsletter from Share International. I was really interested to see what they were going to say this month, because they had just started this last month with this, this prediction of the star being in the sky. So I really was interested to see what they were going to say this month uh, to advance their agenda further. Okay, so I'm reading directly from the Share International, February, January, February uh, newsletter. Evidently, they have it comes out every two months. This is the abridged version of the Share International magazine. They have their own magazine in print format. What I'm reading you today is part of the abridged version, and uh, you can go up on the internet and read this for yourself. Go up to Share International, and uh, it's it's right there. You can read it. Just click on the newest newsletter. Now, again, another thing about this, like I said, this has been going on a long time. They've been announcing this for a long time, and I've been following this almost ever since I've been saved. This is one of the first things the Lord ever showed me was this devil betrayer character, and um, I have never wavered off this. I have never flip-flopped and said, oh, no, no, this guy's the, no, this guy's the Antichrist or whatever. I've never done that with this, so I want you to understand I haven't been double-minded regarding this issue. Uh, not to say that, that I'm being dogmatic and, okay, this guy is carved in stone, definitely this. It's very hard to predict exactly how the end-time scenarios are going to play out. I do believe the Ascended Masters, these so-called Ascended Masters, which are probably nothing more than fallen angels in disguise, uh, will play a huge part in the end-time scenario. The Bible says, as, as it was in the days of Noah... So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. If you could take a news crew back to the days of Noah and report on the number one story of Noah's day, I'm sure that we would all agree that it was that there were giants in the land in those days, the men of old, the men of renown, and that the sons of God, who were at that time good angels, they fell, because the sons of God is always referred to in the Old Testament as good angels. Okay, every time, every context of which the Son of God is used in the Old Testament is good angels. But what happened is, is they fell. This is where the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them of wise all that they chose. And then there were giants in the earth in those days. And these men, these women, um, uh, procreated with these fallen angels. They had this fallen angelic race known as the Nephilim or the fallen ones. And they were the giants. And um, they essentially got to a point where they were ruling the world. And the world was so wicked that the Bible says in Genesis 6 that it repented the Lord that he had ever even made man. And he had, and that man's mind was only thinking evil continually. And that's the way it's starting to be now, where, where there's so much wickedness and evil in the world, and it's so permeated through society, and things are just becoming so wicked. And what that does is it, is it allows the devil and Satan and his demons and devils, greater and greater footholds in people's lives, and they become more demon-oppressed and more demon-possessed. And 
In other words, the devil can end up getting away with more and more and more. And this is where we're at right now, where where um, where sin is such at a gigantic level. And God had to essentially destroy the whole world, save eight people through a flood. It got so wicked in those days. Now, we're not going to have a repeat of the flood. That's why we have the rainbow in the sky to remind us of that. And that's a whole other little study. But um, essentially, it's just something to bear in mind that the Bible predicted that it was going to be this way. And it's just something that you don't hear talked about uh, very much in modern day, um, particularly 501c3 corporate churches. It's not popular, it's too radical, and these types of things. But the Bible clearly states that uh, some type of scenario like what I'm describing is going to happen in in the end time, as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And deception is going to be the key. Lying signs and wonders and miracles is going to be a big key as well. And um, evil men and seducers are going to wax, meaning grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. People will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and they'll have their conscience seared with a hot iron. And you, ever, you, ever, you see that now? I mean, people go around and they do things, and they have no conscience about it whatsoever. I mean, that's just weird. I mean, it's like, wow, that would really, really, really bother me. <laughs> it doesn't bother them, though. Uh, you can see that all around you. And if the Holy Spirit lives inside you as a born-again Christian, you'll have conviction of that. Whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if you be without chastisement, you're bastards. And, and if you're one of his sons or children, then he has a right to spank you when you do wrong. And you'll be convicted of sin. Because your reborn spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside you, will convict you of that. If there's no conviction of sin, and, you, and you're living in some type of, of uh, abject uh, sin and there's no conviction there, well, there's a very high likelihood you're not saved. So you need to reevaluate things if that is the case. Um, okay, so going further, this is Matreya's first interview um, by, the, by the master. I, I don't know in how long, but this is from the 2008 Transmission Meditation Conference Keynote Talk. Uh, this is from, let's see here, Okay, I'm just going to start reading here. In the very near future, people everywhere will have the opportunity to witness an extraordinary and significant sign. Remember, Jesus said, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. But no sign shall be given unto them but under the sign of Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Okay, But a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. So, But the, the crazy thing about um, what Matreya is saying is that it's all about signs and wonders. And see, that's what the world's so desperate in craving. You know what I think appeals to people so much about a sign? Is you don't have to be righteous to receive a sign. You can be as wicked as any wicked person is, and they see a sign, and they think they're special. They think that sign's for them, and it's to show them the way, and that they're special. And I'm not saying all signs are wicked. I'm not saying God cannot use a sign. But I'm talking about if you're seeking signs constantly, like the Pentecostals do. And I know I've been there, done it, been the Mr. Radical Pentecostal a long time ago. God pulled me out of it. But I I understand that whole concept. But they're totally ruled and governed by signs and things of this nature. And um, so much of the time, the problem with signs 
and, and most of this experience that I have is within the so-called Christian church, is that these signs, wonders, or these supposedly these words from God contradict the word of God. And if it contradicts the word of God, then it's not of God. It's not from God. And so much of the time, people will have ministries based on what they believe God told them, or some new revelation that clearly, blatantly contradicts the word of God. And I say to them, well, you're a liar. I'm sorry. But if what you're saying contradicts the word of God, then you never heard it from God. You've, you've given over, you've been deluded by a seducing spirit and a doctrine of devils. That's, that's exactly what you're operating under. And these people that go around and say, well, I'm apostle this and I'm prophet that, well, I hope if you're, if you think that you're hearing from God, you're nailing it 100%, 100% of the time, because according to Deuteronomy 18, you're supposed to be nailing whatever prophecy you're giving 100% of the time. And I was in a Pentecostal church for a long time, received a lot of supposed words from God, and I can only remember a handful of them ever coming um, to pass, if even that. And even the ones that I got were maybe a handful. Most of the time, what I received from that given individual were all lot, were all wrong. They never came to pass, or they were black, flatantly um, wrong. And that you know, it's not like Dion Warwick's psychic uh, friends network, where they get it right maybe forty or thirty percent of the time. You know, they had to go bankrupt because they kept getting sued because of all the false predictions. But that's the way. And I use the Pentecostal church as an example, but I know it goes on in a lot of other. Um, a lot of other pseudo-Christian movements within the world where, you know, they're hearing from God or whatever. Another thing about that is that when you get it, when you run into that, um, the pride that ends up developing in these people. Pride goeth before fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. It's very, very hard um, if you believe you're hearing straight from God to not get proud, unless you're really immersing yourself in the Word of God, unless you have fear of God operating in your life. I don't see that from these people. They typically start to think, well, look at me. I'm better than you. I am hearing directly from God, and you're not. And in the Pentecostal movement, I see it occur particularly, I'm not being to me prejudiced, but I have a lot of experience to base this on. I see it happen a lot with the women. The men are usually apathetic, most of the time. And the women are the ones that take over as the spiritual head of the house, which is unbiblical. And there's a proper order in marriage and in the church. And there's no biblical right for a woman to be a pastor or a bishop or a deacon. The Bible says she's to be the husband of one wife. Um, and um, the thing is, I'm, I'm sorry, the wife of one husband. There's no, there, 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 there's no leeway there. there. There's no debating. No, no, women need to be in, minister, in, in positions of a pastor or a deacon or a bishop or whatever, or spiritual overseer at this point. There, there is not. There's no biblical precedence for that. I've done a whole study on this, what women can do for the Lord. And I don't mean, I don't mean to sound, if that sounds prejudiced, that's not why I'm saying it. I'm just trying to be biblical. If the Bible said that there were such a thing as a woman pastor or whatever, I would be saying, but it's not. It's not in there. So um, the examples that Pentecostals tend to cite, I've addressed that in that um, teaching that I just mentioned. And you can just key in the word woman uh, in the keyword search box on my homepage to find those things. I also have one on wives, and I believe I have one on husbands too. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of 
mention that because there's so much of that going on in the um, pseudo-Christian church movement. People saying they're hearing from God and things of this nature. And the, the ironic thing I really believe is that these are the same people that are going to be pointing to Maitreya when he makes his appearance. Because these people are being deluded by lying signs and you know seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, and these types of things. Okay. Well, when Maitreya does make his big announcement, and when we see a lot of these miracles and signs and wonders and things of this nature, these same spirits that are talking to these people in the pseudo-Christian movement are going to be telling them, hey, this is the guy. This is, this is Jesus coming back, or whatever they're going to tell, tell these people. And uh, they, in turn, are going to influence their circle of friends, Okay? This is why the Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and his heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17.5. That's why you've got to be super, super careful about who you're trusting. That's why I said, just rely on the word of God. I'm just trying to point you in the right direction here. But I'm not telling anybody to, to look to me or to, to trust in me as their only source of, of... No, your only source of hope is the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. Okay, I'm a man, I can fail you, I'm not infallible, okay, if I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell, and I'm the first to admit it. One of the verses that I can relate to best in the Bible is where Paul says, oh, what a wretch of a man that I am, who, will, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Okay, so I'm not up here saying I'm Mr. Wonderful, or anything like that. I'm just trying to point you in the right direction. I don't really believe I've got a lot, lot of time left to do this on the internet. I really don't. Obama is going to try to shut down these things. And the thing is, is he stated this. And I've put this out in emails. Um, and the, the, the promotion of the rabid abortion agenda, the homosexual, the, the hate crime laws by itself will be enough to get this shut down. But when the day comes, most likely in the near future, when martial law is imposed in America and probably worldwide, and I've given you so many scenarios of how that could go down in previous teachings, uh, the global economic collapse teaching, the code red teaching, almost all the teachings I've done in the last two months have revolved around that. Any one of those scenarios, avian flu, uh, a false flag nuclear event, uh, World War III, some type of pandemic, some huge natural disaster, any one of those events can trigger martial law. And when martial law happens, they can do all of this stuff virtually overnight. They can take over the internet. They can do... So I don't know um, how much longer. And I know this is one of... Um, not to elevate myself, but I'm, I know I'm one of the only ones talking about Matre. And I, there are some other ones out there um, but what I'm trying to do for you is to tie all of this together so that when the day comes, and I hate to say this, but probably in the near future, when I can't do it, it's not like you've never heard it before. You'll have some type of, of prepara preparation there uh, in place. Wow, I've heard this before. This isn't, I'm not being taken unawares regarding this information. And then from that point, it may be a matter of, of you know, you having to piece the the, uh, the thing together yourself because I don't know how what kind of access any of us are going to have to uh, truth after a certain point. Now I understand the Lord can intervene, the Lord can make a way, um, and uh, but I'm just saying I'm I'm kind of hoping for the best, preparing for the worst type of thinking here. So if we go further with this uh, with this article, 
Okay, so I'm just going to start the first line. In the very near future, people according everywhere will have the opportunity to witness an extraordinary and significant sign, the likes of which has been manifesting only once before at the birth of Jesus. Now, I didn't know they were going to take this angle, but I should have figured they would. Then, according to Christian teaching, a star appeared in the heavens and led three wise men from the east to the birthplace of Jesus. Soon, once again, a star-like luminary of brilliant power will be seen around the world this time. What does it mean? How is it possible? So, you know, I read this and I was just amazed. But I thought to myself, oh, I, I, I kind of was like thinking, kind of like um, stupid on my part that I hadn't thought of this as well. Um, you know, the whole star in the sky thing. It's a knockoff. It's a counterfeit of the star that is associated with the birth of Jesus Christ. You know, the three wise men, the whole nine yards there. Okay, well, what this star is that they're talking about is a knockoff, a counterfeit of what happened when Jesus Christ was was born. Uh, So, again, you know, it shouldn't surprise us any, but that's what they're in reference to with this star. So, um... Soon, once again, this star-like luminary brilliant power will be seen around the world. Except this time, it's going to be seen around the world. Okay? And everybody's going to see it. Not just three wise men, but everybody's going to see it. And it's going to be day and night for a week. So, in other words, what happened in Jesus' day, this is going to blow that away. Because, see, Maitreya, as you're going to see here, is claiming to be basically the leader of Jesus. Okay, and we're going to look at that, and he's been saying that for years, so this isn't something new. But, going further, it says, The answer lies in the fact that this mysterious event is a sign, and heralds the beginning of Maitreya's open mission. Well, in a way, that was the same thing in Jesus Christ. I mean, the star came, and I understand it was, you know, his his official ministry began, you know, when he's 30, and these types of things. But, um, this is going to herald in, the birth of Maitreya, the coming world supposed Messiah, just like the star in Jesus' day heralded in the birth of the true, you know, Savior of, of humanity. So again, it's it's a counterfeit. The devil is always counterfeiting. Always. He's the king counterfeiter. So this it, it shouldn't surprise us that this is why this is all going down. Soon after the sign appears in our skies, Maitreya will give his first media interview on American television. This will be known as the Day of Declaration. He talks about this on his website. And there's going to be a lot of line signs and wonders. There's most likely going to be holographic projections in the sky. Um, star, This big star. There's going to be telepathic communications. It, it's either going to be totally demonic or it's going to be a combination of demonic and, uh, like I had talked about before, the sound of silence technology that they're going to have in the digital TV, the Gwen Towers, the Harp Towers. There, there's so many different ways, Project Bluebeam. There's so many different technologies that they have at their disposal that could be used to pull this off. Again, it's the Lord's restraining hand at this point, but that restraining hand is being lifted and um, it's probably going to be lifted in totality very soon. Going back to the newsletter, it says, On that open public occasion, still unannounced as Maitreya, the world teacher will present his views on the economic and financial chaos which now grips the world. He will explain its origins and its final outcome, and 
present to some extent his recipe for amelioration of the present heavy burden on the poor of the world. Thus, he will prepare the way for a more detailed and specific announcement of his ideas. So he's going to come, supposedly he's going to come, unannounced as Maitreya, but he's going to give his views on the economic and financial chaos. Now, I'm going to be reading from another article here um, from redmoonrising.com. He's got a lot of good stuff on Maitreya. And I'm just going to read this real quick because it's pertinent to what I just read. Uh, where it says, predictions of the emergence of Maitreya from, these are from New Age sources. Maitreya will appear at a time when catastrophic events are overtaking the Earth. Um, and in particularly in particular to this economy. Okay, uh, He'll also appear in connection with a major shift in the world's economy. And this is from 1993. Okay. Benjamin Krem, who channels Maitreya. Okay, he's the he's like the John the Baptist of the Maitreya. Okay, he channels Maitreya and then writes these things down and they put it in print format and Share International. This is from the Share International Foundation, pages 8, 118, 119, 137. And it says, When the U.S.'s oasis of prosperity begins to dry up, as it must in the current global financial crisis. Now, this is 1993. Stock markets in the West will plunge. Haven't we seen that? Isn't the global financial, isn't it starting to drop? Yeah, all this is happening. Um, this collapse will provide an opportunity for governments to reevaluate their economic priorities, says futurist Benjamin Krem. The nations of the world will meet together to discuss how to cope with the future in an orderly fashion. And Maitreya will be there in order to make that all happen and facilitate that. Okay, that's what he's been predicting for a long, long time. I just wanted to read that real quick. I'm going to go back. We're going to come back to that later. But for now, let's go back to this article. So he's going to prepare the way for more detailed and then specific announcements of his ideas when he first appears. I mean, he's not going to be able to just come out with every single thing the first day he appears. He's going to soften you up first and then, you know, eventually things will get more aggressive. This article goes on to say, how will viewers respond? They will not know his background or status. I mean, let's face it, most people don't know who this devil Betraya is. I mean, there's very few people. Very few Christians know. More New Agers know about him than there would be Christians, and that's going to make them appear a lot smarter than the average Christian. Because the average Christian is going to say, like, whoa, how does this fit into the scenario? Why didn't my pastor tell me about this? I don't know anything about this. I don't remember reading this in my Bible. And it's because they haven't read and divided the word of truth properly uh, and correctly, which is what we're taught, you know, told to do in the Bible. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, 2 Timothy 2.15. It's in there. Okay, and we've proven that it's in there. And this end time scenario is just essentially... What I'm getting into is the possible specifics of the end time scenario that the Bible clearly predicted was going to happen. But most most Christians aren't going to have a clue, and a lot of the New Agers are going to have a clue. So they're going to be the ones that appear really smart. And it's going to cause a lot of people to fall away. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. As the Bible says, judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. Uh, there's a lot of different scenarios that are going to play out. And this is the beginning. We're, we're right on the cusp. We're right at the beginning 
of this process in regard to Maitreya making his open um, uh, I don't know how you would say it his, his open announcement his, his open emergence I guess is how you'd word it so um, if we go further so how will the viewers respond they will not know his background or status will they listen and consider his words it is too soon to know exactly but the following may be said never before will they have seen or heard Maitreya speak nor, while listening, will they have experienced his unique energy. Heart to heart. Now, understand, this is witchcraft of the highest order. Okay? So, when you see him, or if you see him on a TV, particularly if they have the digital TV at that point, oh boy, they've already got, it's the double whammy. There's, you're going to have the demonic, spiritual brainwashing and deceiving going on. You think it's bad with Barack Obama. Everybody's looking at him like a god. Where do you see this guy? And Barack Obama's going to point to him and say, hey, if you love me, you're really going to love this guy. Guaranteed. You have all of this technology and then you have all of the demons and devils that are already blinding people anyway. And they're going to be doing, they're going to be working overtime trying to brainwash people into thinking this he is the one he is you know this this coming messiah and um people are supposedly from the day of declaration announcements there's a lot of people that are going to hear uh this uh, matreya character telepathically they're going to hear him and they're going to have all this this warm and fuzzy feeling of peace and love and all this other stuff it's going to be very few people speaking out against him unfortunately most likely Particularly if this comes at the heels of an economic disaster, uh, particularly global. People are going to be desperate, therefore they're going to be more receptive. And that's why it's going to be timed this way, for maximum impact. Going back to the article, it says, Also, this is a unique time in history, with whole nations stunned and apprehensive for the future. And that's what they want. They, they, that's the type of environment that Maitreya wants to come in. He doesn't want to come in when everybody's already prosperous and nobody really needs him. He wants people to be desperate. The devil wants you to be desperate when, whenever uh, you come to him because he knows that you'll give up more. He knows that you'll sell out more if you're desperate. Goes, going back to this, it says, Therefore it can be assumed that many who hear his words will, open, will be open and eager to hear more. I mean, he's going to tell people what they want to hear. Peace, love, joy. You know, getting a circle and sing kumbaya, the whole nine yards. That's what they're going to do. I mean, it's going to be like one big New Age freak festival. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people are going to buy into it. Going, going further, so for the, um, it is not for, let's see here, also, okay. It is not for nothing that Maitreya has waited patiently for this moment to enter into the public world. America, for one, would not have responded sooner. See, they're acknowledging that. I mean, when you're, the, pardon the expression, but when you're fat and happy, okay, people don't repent when they're fat and happy. I'm sorry, and that's just an expression. But I'm, I'm saying that for, for people to repent, generally, if, if it's a godly repentance, God has to, um, it's usually God's judgment that will get them to repent. Okay, fear of God, God's judgment, these types of things. Okay, and if people are in a position where they've they've lost everything monetarily, let's say you combine this with fear, martial law, natural disaster, 
false flag nuclear event, a police state. People are going to be desperate. And it's going to be the perfect environment for him to insert himself into it. And that's why I don't think he's going to respond until that happens. So, uh, I wasn't expecting to see this star in the sky because it hasn't gotten bad enough yet. But that could change overnight. Going further, it says, Now for the first time in many years, a new administration has to cope with financial chaos, unemployment, social unrest on a massive scale. Again, this is all by design. It was all created. Okay, The moment of, for truth for America has arrived. Not alone in America, but worldwide, people are waking to the need for the possibility of change. The politicians and economists call the present situation a downturn and a recession. In truth, we are witnessing the last stumbling steps of the old order. Millions are becoming aware that unbridled competition and greed are not the safest path for men. Now, understand that they're, they're very, very socialistic. They're very communistic and fasc, like fascism is kind of the view that you're going to pick up on when it comes to Maitreya. All these capitalistic things have ruined the world. We need to go back to more of a communal system where you know Big Brother governs everything and the common man shares everything with one another. And it's, it's, again, they're wanting to put you into that lockdown police state where everything is controlled. And they're going to demonize um, uh, any type of free market system, okay? That's what, they're, that's what they want to do. So, uh, then it goes on to say that, um, that such materialistic doctrines create a slippery slope for the unwary and eventually the international crisis we have today. Yeah, it worked really good for Stalin... Yeah, and Mao Zedong, and, you know, those guys, Hitler and Mussolini, it worked really good. Those communistic, fascistic type of system, socialism, worked really good for them, you know. So, again, although they didn't come out and say that, that's what they're implying. Okay, that's what they're implying. I've read enough of their readings to understand that. So, going further... Of course, many people of burgeoning wealth stand clear of the present loss of confidence in ways which have made them rich, and think it's only a matter of time until we're back on course and thriving again. Will they heed Maitreya and recognize the sense of his argument? Lost in the arrogance and self-esteem? Possibly not. However, many are less sanguine about the return of, to the status quo. Many have suffered painful losses and have lost faith in the old methods. The peoples of the nations are ripe and ready for change. True. And it hasn't even really gotten that bad yet. It's going to get a lot worse. They call out for change and a more meaningful life. Maitreya will remind men of the essentials without which there is no future for man. Justice and peace. <laughs> you know, this he is such a lying devil. He's going to come as a man of peace. The Bible talks about that. Where, where he comes with a bow, without arrows, in Revelation. And he's going to come as this man of peace. And through, you know, all these things that the Bible clearly predicts about the Antichrist. And this is how he's going to come. He's going to be the one that brings peace in the Middle East. And we're going to talk about that more later. Uh, and he's going to have a message everybody wants to hear. True economic prosperity. True love for the brethren. Justice. All this garbage. It's all a bunch of lies. Okay. But it's going to sound real good. And when you've got, you know, the host of hell behind you to deceive humanity, and then all of this ungodly technology that they're going to incorporate at the same time, people are going to fall for it, for the most part, hook, line, and sinker. So the people will be ripe for change. They will call out for change for more meaningful life. Then we go to the Q&A section here. Uh, and this is continuing with the interview. 
Um, is the Israeli attack on Gaza a reason for the delay in the appearance of the star predicted to appear sometime between Christmas and early in the new year? Okay, now remember, I reported this prediction of the star appearing, um, I don't know, four or five weeks ago. Okay, but they're asking, is this Israeli attack on Gaza a reason, reason for the delay of the star? Answer. This is from Matrey and Benjamin Krem. No, from the viewpoint of the Masters, there is no delay. In our press release to the media, we did not say that the star would appear sometime between Christmas and early in the new year, but that it would appear in the very near future. That is true. Okay, And that's why I was very reluctant when they were talking about the Christmas miracle. I was very reluctant to believe it was going to actually happen then, because it hadn't got bad enough. It's got to get a lot worse for Maitreya to come on the scene. People are not desperate enough yet. I understand people, oh, people are out of work, and they're this and they're that, and people are hurting in America. I know that I'm sure they're hurting a lot of other parts of the world, too. We've seen nothing yet, though. That's what I'm telling you. It's going to get so much worse. We're going to have to have total economic global collapse, which will bring about, you know, the new, what, really the new world order, but the North American Union, which will be one of the ten kingdoms under Antichrist. We'll have a new currency, these types of things. So, it's, we just haven't got there yet. But, but we're, we're going to get there uh, soon enough. Uh, then it goes on to say, in any case, this is being written on January 8th, this report. Still very early in 2009. Um, Maitreya says, be calm and expectant. Uh, the plan is going very well. Another question, what will it take to convince both sides in the Israeli conflict that they must negotiate to arrive at a point where peace and tolerance becomes possible in Israel? I'm going to read you his answer, then I'm going to tell you what I think. Answer, it is easy to say they should negotiate, but the gap between the two sides is very wide. This is between the Israelis and the Palestinians, the, the uh, Muslims. Okay, And I am convinced that it will take Maitreya to bring them together. Isn't that what I've been saying? Or It's what, you know, essentially, what a lot of... Um, there are some ministries out there that are saying this. Who in the world could bring the Israelis and the Palestinians together? See, the thing is, is when you have a book called, like they have called the Quran, that says that they're supposed to kill the Jews and to slay the infidels, which are all non-believers in Islam, and then it's their, their duty to make jihad against them, which is holy war, okay? How could anyone ever reconcile that? The book's not gonna change. Just like the Bible's written in you know, is the word of God, okay? The Quran's not going to change. It's going to take some extra supernatural events and entity that steps to the forefront that says, hey, listen, guys, I can get us all in the same playing field. And I'm going to convince you through my lying signs and wonders. And I'm going to tell you where your respective religions may be at it wrong. And I'm going to get your attention because I am, in, in regard to just this event that I'm talking about, I am Imam Mahdi, which is they're expected, the Muslims are expecting, is their Messiah. And I am also the Messiah to the Jews who you've waited for. Since even though they rejected the, their one true Messiah, Jesus Christ, when he came, okay, blindness in part has happened to the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile come in. The Bible's very clear on that. Okay, so he came to his own, his own received him not. Okay, it says that in John. So they've been blinded for a long time, the Jews. They're still ripe in expecting this Messiah, though. Okay, they they didn't they didn't uh, they rejected Jesus Christ. So now God's going to give them a false Messiah. Okay, He's going to let them have what they want, 
which is a false messiah. He tried to give them the true, the true messiah, but they didn't want him. Okay, now there is going to come a time when they look upon whom they've pierced and they're going to mourn for him as, as their, as a, as a, as their only son. Okay, it says that in Zechariah and in Revelation. There's going to come a time near the end of the tribulation where one third of the Jewish remnant are going to finally get their eyes open. And that's a whole other study I've done on this. And you, you can look in Zechariah to, uh, to find that as well. But, um, if we go further, they're, they're saying in this answer session that it's easy to say that they should negotiate, but the gap between the two sides is very wide, and I'm convinced that it will take Maitreya to bring them together. I agree with that. I agree it's going to take Maitreya to, to do that, because he is going to come with all lying signs and wonders. He's going to be everything in one package, and if anybody on the planet has the capability of bringing the uh, Israelis and the Muslims together, it's this devil betray a character. I, I, from that standpoint, I, I do agree. Uh, then it says, the problem is that a negotiated peace has to be fair to last. So far, the Palestinians have never offered, have never been offered a fair or just solution. What? Nor has Israel been open to negotiation on crucial matters or diff- Now, I'm sorry. I understand... I get emails about, well, yeah, it's all the Zionist fault. And it's all the, okay, I understand. They're Zionists, and yes, I do believe they're at the top of the food chain, and yes, I do believe they're evil. They are, as the Bible says, they're of the synagogue of Satan. They call themselves Jews, but they're not Jews. Okay? I am not going to blame every single thing that the Zionists have done on the whole Jewish race, though. And there's so many people, I've never seen, it's becoming so polarized now within the Christian community. Either you just flat out hate the Jews now, and you want to see them wiped out. Where where does that put you when you take that stance? It puts you on the side of the Palestinians then, the Muslims, the terrorists. That's You have to be on one or the other, right? I mean, if you take a radical stance on this, if you get really dogmatic and say, no, no, it's these poor Palestinians, look at what they're doing to them. Okay, yeah, I know. And like those 11,000 rockets they've launched from Gaza, they gave them Gaza in land for peace eight years ago, and now, after 11,000 rockets later, they finally fight back, and they're the bad guys. They're committing all these war crimes and all these atrocities, and there's all these things. Do you understand that's what the Is- Islamic people are reporting? That is what the Islamic people, the Islamic terrorists do. They hide behind mothers and babies and, and these types of things. That's where they hide, so that when they get bombed and there's mothers and babies that are killed, because we were trying to go after, because Israel was trying to go after the terrorists, but no, it's this big Zionist conspiracy and there's no merit to the Jews' argument at all and they're all evil and they want to group them all into one group and I will, I refuse to do that. I will not do that. I will not. And so, yes, I understand. There's evil factions on each side. You've got the wicked Zionistic synagogue of Satan uh, Jews on one side and you've got the terrorists and the Muslims and these types of things. But I am not going to blame the whole all of Israel, or, or the Jewish race, for war crimes and things of this nature. They've had 11,000 rockets launched at them just from Gaza alone, in a land for peace deal. And when it says here that the problem is is that a negotiated peace has to be fair to last, what 
what could, more could they do? They've given up so much of their land already to these Arabs, to these Islamic people, and every time they give up more land, they get rewarded by having more lock, rockets launched or more terrorist strikes. You can't ever appease the devil. You can't do it, and these people are demon-possessed. Look at them. Go go online. I was watching a, a, a march this week in London. They were literally chasing these um, really pathetic London police through the streets, calling them all these names. I said, yeah, you know, that's what you do. You give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. These Muslims, are, in particular of this terrorist bent, they're demon-possessed of the toenails. Look at their face. Look at their countenance. That's all you've got to know. They want to kill you. So I will never, ever side with the, Pal with the Palestinians and the Muslims. Or the I will not do it. Watch how they raise their kid. Go up there and watch the, um, the documentary Obsession about how wonderfully they raise their kids and how they brainwash them at the earliest possible age and the way that they treat women and, and the hypocrisy of this religion, a religion of peace. Yeah, well, they could go around and kill anybody, but we're still a religion of peace. We can blow everybody up for, for the sake of Allah. I, I'm just, you know, I, I, I've had it with, with people defending the Palestinians. Okay? They shouldn't even be there is the bottom line. They shouldn't be in Gaza. They shouldn't even be anywhere near the Jews. But yet they keep encroaching and encroaching and encroaching and taking the little bit of land that Israel does have away. And now we're going to have a two-state um, Palestinian state pretty soon, two-state solution, which is more of an abomination. But it's always Israel's fault. Other than some places in the American press, but increasingly more, it's always Israel's fault. They're to blame. They're the bad guys. They're the real demon seed. Oh, it's okay for the terrorists, though, to, to do the pipe bombs and the rockets and, and the never-ending garbage they're constantly throwing at Israel. That's okay. We'll, we'll take a blind eye to that. But as long, but as the moment Israel retaliates, oh, they're, they're demons from the pit of hell. How dare they? And look whose side Maitreya is on in this. Okay, so the devil himself, who does he side with according to his own writings? Well, I thought it was interesting that he's siding with the Palestinians because he's saying that this negotiated peace hasn't been fair enough for them. Okay, I, yeah, all the land that they've been given, all this, it hasn't been fair enough. No. So far, the Palestinians have never been offered a fair, just solution. Now Israel has been open to go, uh, nor has Israel been open to. So Israel's the one that's been stubborn and obstinate. They're just the ones that, they, they just, you know, it's insane when you look at this. I'm, I'm sorry, but this is so black and white. It's insane. And look who the devil himself is siding with, the Palestinians. Um, so anyway, it's, it's always Israel's fault. So just remember that, cause, cause that's, that's what's being portrayed. It's always Israel's fault. It's really, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I just really get fired up about that issue. Anyway, if we go further, then it goes on to say, I believe that a worldwide embargo of Israel, such as was applied to South Africa, which led to the end of apartheid, would be the most effective way to bring Israel to the negotiating table. What more could they do? They've given up all this land, as I have stated, and it's never good enough. How do they get rewarded when they give them Gaza? Oh, we'll just fire 11,000 rockets at you just from Gaza, and that's just one. 
I'm not talking about Lebanon and all these other places. They have so proven that they are totally untrustworthy, they will not keep their word. There are so many Islamic leaders that have stated the only solution to the Middle East crisis is total eradication of the Jews. Yet Israel's the bad guy. Just remember, they're, the, they're always the ones to blame. Always. So, Matreya is suggesting that we have to have a worldwide embargo of Israel. <laughs> okay. Uh, then, another question. If the action Israel took in 1967 during the Six-Day War constituted evil, okay, so now they're equating that to evil, when God brought Israel back into the land that he prophesied he would bring them into, now I understand, they were brought back in unbelief. I understand, they're still, they still have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. But the bottom line is, is they were fulfilling the Bible and scriptural prophecy when they went back into the land. Okay? So, if the action Israel took in 1967 during the Six-Day War constituted evil, are we seeing the same energy at work with regard to their actions against the Palestinians? Particularly those in the Gaza Strip. Okay, now remember, we're asking the devil this question. What is the devil's opinion? Who is the devil siding with? He says, um, let me read this again. If the action Israel took in 1967 in the Six-Day War constituted evil, now we know that wasn't. God was bringing the Jews back into the land that he had originally given them. Um, okay, I understand they were brought back in unbelief. The Bible predicted it was going to happen that way. But they're, they're equating that with evil. And then, are we seeing the same energy at work with regard to their actions against the Palestinians, particularly those of the Gaza Strip? And Maitreya says, yes, it's the, it's the same evil that, that, that they had when they went into the Six-Day War and all this actions against the Palestinians. It's the same evil. They have no right to defend themselves whatsoever, in other words. How dare they defend themselves against those terrorists? Who do they think they are? Those uppity Jews... Do you, see, do you understand how insane this is? Let's look at this reasonably. With some biblical balance. Understanding, yes, there's evil Zionistic Jews. Okay, at the top of the synagogue of Satan and the Illuminati. But I will not lump every single um, Jew in with them. Which is what all of these Christian, so-called Christian ministries are doing right now. I'm seeing this mass exodus. Either either you think the Jews can do no wrong, like John Hagee, and they will support them no matter what, and whatever action that they choose, and that not only that, there's this thing that John Hagee believes called ethnic salvation, where they're, they're saved just because of the blood that runs through their veins, and that Jesus didn't come to be their Messiah, and he said that flat out in the defense of Israel. If you don't believe it, see my keyword search, um, John, just John or John Hagee, on my search box on my homepage, out of, now I don't go that far either. Okay, I'm trying to be, let's have a biblical balance here. Okay, then you've got the other ministries that just demonize the Jews and they're the seed of Satan and no matter what, and in fact, you know, none of the, the promises in the Bible, or none of the things in the Bible that's mentioned in Revelation, you know, about, you know, the 12 tribe of Israel, the 144,000 Jewish male virgins that are sealed, that are going to evangelize the earth. No, that's not the Jews. That's all been spiritualized. All those promises have been taken away from the Jews, and they apply now apply to just the church. Okay, so again, I don't see a lot of balance with most of the ministries out there regarding this subject. Let's just stick with what the Bible says in regard to this. Um, so, 
again, just look at what side the devil's on in regard to this matter. Clearly, he is siding with the, the, the Arabs, the Palestinians, the Muslims, the, the Islamic people, whatever you want to call them. Clearly, he is siding with them. Which really just gave me more confirmation <laughs> from, from where, where I'm, the, the confirmation of what I'm talking about here. Another question. Uh, much, perhaps too much, is expected of the new American president. Do you think the world is being too optimistic? Barack Obama is expected to solve the major current world crises, the economic crisis, the environment, unemployment, collapse in industries, growing homelessness, rising poverty, conflict in the Middle East, and terrorism. Surely such a task would take a superman to get to grips with. Okay, this is the question. And I was really interested to see what Matreo was going to say about Obama. Okay. Uh, answer, absolutely true. Luckily, we do have a superman who really can show us the way to solve these problems. His name is Matreya. Now, Superman. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. Do you realize any man, that, any uh, major character that's ever played Superman has died in the movies? The first Superman, the guy that he got shot, I believe, in his bedroom. Um, I, saw, I watched a documentary on it one time. And then the uh, Christopher Reeves, who played the second Superman, he was in, Mr. Superman was in a horsing accident, busted his neck, and was a quadriplegic for the rest of his life and died. Superman is a mockery of Christ, of Jesus Christ. Remember, Superman came from the planet Krypton. He had his parents who sent him as savior to the world. So it's a mockery of like the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. You've got Superman's father, his dad, and his mom sending Superman to this world as a baby from the planet Krypton to world to save it. It's a mockery of Jesus Christ, and I believe that's why God's judgment has been on that film. I'm not exaggerating that. That's, that's the truth. So, when we say that we do have a Superman who can show us the way to solve these problems, his name is Maitreya. He's a super devil, but he's not, no, you know, he, he's not savior of the world. Of course, that's what he's going to claim to be. Just a little side note I wanted to mention there. So, the rest of, then he says, the rest of it is up to us. We have to make the right decisions in light of Matreya's ideas. Obama could be a decisive voice for a new America. Cooperative and willing to listen to others in the world. Uh, now again, I, I'm telling you right now, Obama will point everyone to Matreya. When this goes down, he is going to, I guarantee you, he is going to point to Matreya. So, if you love Obama, you've seen nothing yet. Because you're going to really love Matreya. And he'll betray you. Guaranteed. In the end, question. The elections and the prospect of a new era in U.S. politics with Barack Obama as president seems to have lifted the spirits of Americans and many others around the world. Do you expect a new phase of moderation and negotiation instead of warmongering? Answer, yes. He probably would not immediately withdraw from Afghanistan or Iraq, but as soon as possible, by whatever means, we can look forward to dealing with the president who does not seem to speak or act from an ideological demagogy. D demagogy? Ideological. Meaning, Bush was a Christian, supposedly. Please give me a break. He's the poorest example of a born-again Christian I've ever seen. But he doesn't have that ideological hang-up. Okay, in other words. And then it says, who is empirical and moderate, and this is Obama, and who has a very sick country to restore to health. He has this in his favor. 
And these are the things he has in his favor. Obama. Maitreya. And his vision, Obama's vision, remember, change. That's Obama's vision. Change. What does that mean? I guarantee you we're going to understand what change means at the end of four years with Obama. Maitreya and his vision, energy and love. What an example for him to follow. So, anyway, um, they're definitely posturing that there is going to be um, a lot higher likelihood that Obama would be able to work with Maitreya as opposed to Bush. Okay? That's what they're saying in this newsletter. Question. Israel's military power depends upon American financing and supplies. Will the economic collapse in the U.S. and around the globe have a positive impact on the conflict between Israel and Palestine? Answer. Mr. Obama has already said words to the effect that America would stand behind Israel, but financial pressures may cause some lessening of U.S. financial support. In any case, I am sure it will take Maitreya to reconcile these two groups. And again, it's what anybody that studied Maitreya, any, any things you've seen about the United Nations being released, what Maitreya's own website has said, it said he is going to be the one that brings this peace. And this confirms what the Bible says as well. Okay, So, um, this is part of the strong delusion that God said he would send in regard to uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. You know, I will, For this cause I will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth. Okay, So what I'm trying to do today is point you, point out the lies so that when the lies come, you don't fall for the lies. Okay, you don't want to be caught up in the strong delusion uh, because, you know, for obvious reasons, if you read the scriptures. So going further, uh, so many countries are beginning to suffer the fallout from economic collapse. Vast amounts of money are promised to shore up crumbling industries and financial sectors. But surely it is the little people who are suffering even more than usual. What can the masters do? These are the ascended masters. Because there's a group of these guys. Okay, you've got... You've got, um, Maitreya is just one of them. Then you've got the Master Jesus. We're going to talk about him. You've got Sanat Kumara. Now, if you change a couple letters in Sanat's name, it's Satan. Okay? Sanat Kumara, who's one of the main ones. You've also got Hanton, spelled H-A-A-T-O-N or O-O-N or something like that, who is supposedly, you know, one of them, calls himself creator god of the universe, and has self-admitted that he is, in his true form, a large gray alien. And now, I'm not making this stuff up. This is what he said. And there's whole sects of the New Age community that follow this Hanton guy like you wouldn't believe. Um, you have then a Sananda Emmanuel. You've got um, that D.K. Cool guy. Um, and he's not a rap star, but his name kind of sounds like it. You've got, there, there's all of these, you've got the Ascended Master Mary. Uh, Mary Magdalene reincarnated. All of these, all of this stuff, and I got into this on the Ascended Masters teaching, if you can, the word Ascended. And I tell you a little bit about each one, what they're claiming. They're going to have their own part in the coming New Age delusion uh, just like it was in Noah's day when the fallen angels came down, what did they do? They deceived humanity. That's what they did. And that's what they're still doing. They haven't changed their tactics any. They're trying to, trying to deceive everybody, to get them on their side, and um, so that they can advance their agenda. Going further, 
Um, so, what can the masters do to help the already poverty-stricken and those falling into debt, homeless, and in unemployment? Answer, it is not the masters or the ascended masters' place to solve our problems. We are responsible for the chaos. So it's all our fault. But it's kind of funny that the Illuminati has as their main motto, order out of chaos. See, the order that's going to come is the new world order out of this particular chaos that they have created through their greed and corruption and wars and rumors of wars and, and all of the things that we talk about on a weekly, everyday basis, the little guy isn't responsible for that. We may be responsible because of our apathy, okay? But the Illuminati and the satanic forces that govern it, and we're talking about the, 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 the richest people on the planet that have as their head as Satan, they're the ones that have created this current situation. Okay, so, but no, no, they always want to blame the little guy for everything, okay? Uh, uh, we are to be blamed as far as apathy, yes. But we are not the ones that orchestrated, and I'm including myself in that because I'm not in the Illuminati, okay? But I don't want to include myself with the unsaved masses either. I'm just talking about, in general, the, who they would call the masses of the world are not to blame for all of these things. Uh, their apathy in that regard, yes, okay? But um, they're not the ones that masterminded all of the evil that you're seeing take place on the planet right now. Uh, that, you know, would be Satan and his um, minions. Going further, to directly, uh, then they say, to directly interfere with society would be an infringement of our free will. During the good times, most people gave little thought to the poor and homeless. The masters give the teaching which would rid the world of poverty and war at a stroke. See, they're going to come and they're going to have the most grandiose, most awesome sounding uh, things that they're going to propose and people are going to be chomping at the bit. Now, this is also going to come when they when they do make their appearance. They're going to basically make their appearance most likely and in, in the UFO disclosure is going to happen at the same time. Already, Obama and uh, Hillary are um, said to be making um, all kind of concessions that they're going to start releasing these UFO files and these types of things because they want people to understand uh, they want people to be prepared for when this all takes place, the UFOs are going to be a part of this. Okay, And this is going to be part of the line, signs and wonders. And Hollywood hasn't devoted all of this energy uh, to all these UFO shows and all these documentaries and all these things that, that supposedly the um, abductees are getting told. All of this energy hasn't been been uh, given forth for no reason. There is a reason behind it. And they are going to be supposedly working with these ascended masters. And they are going to bring technology that is uh, supposedly, uh, well actually it's probably been suppressed for a long time. And a lot of this technology is supposedly going to solve all of the world's problems. You know, we could have free energy technology for one thing that would eliminate the use of fossil fuels. We, they could show us things about, okay, we have a cure for cancer. We have this and we have that. And I'll be honest, when you look at the UFO community in, in America, there's very, very few people from a Christian standpoint that get into this, that will look at this, uh, because they don't want to be labeled, okay? Uh, personally, I could care less about that, because my life's not a popularity contest. But there's um, a lot of people that 
will not touch this subject because, oh, it's just stupid and there's no merit or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. Hollywood and all this other stuff and all this rigmarole and this big end time deception, that, none of that's ever going to happen. There's no validity to any of that. You have to look at Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. Second uh, Corinthians 2.11. So we don't want to just be ignorant of his devices. The UFO thing is a device of Satan. And most people... Uh, that call themselves Christians are totally ignorant of the true agenda there. It's evil, evil to the core. We have to be able to uh, explain or, or look at this from an objective standpoint, see what's really going on here. Uh, the, this UFO movement will take place most likely in conjunction with the emergence of Maitreya and then his Ascended Masters. He's probably going to come first, and then we'll have maybe the Ascended Masters and then maybe the UFOs. I doubt it's going to happen all at the same time, but it may. It may. For maximum impact, it may. For lines, signs, and wonders, maximum impact, it may. So, again, either scenario, the bottom line is the same thing gets accomplished, whatever and however it happens. But the people that are involved in the UFO um, conspiracy stuff are obsessed with one thing. I've heard it out of their own mouths. The reason they want disclosure, okay, official disclosure from the government, and it is coming, the reason they so want disclosure to happen, where we're, the government finally fesses up, yes, there's these entities and there's UFOs and aliens and these types of things, and, and um, we've been working with them for a long time, but we just knew you couldn't handle it or whatever. The main reason people in the UFO community want this is for the technology and nothing more. They want the goodies. So they want to go to Satan and say, yes, yes, Satan, give us, give us the technology. Because then our lives will be happy. Then we can live like reprobate devils and, and um, we can have free power and we won't have to worry about getting cancer or none of this other stuff. It's all self-centered in its motivation. Okay, So just please understand that. That's the reason all these, these people are, um, oh, and yeah, maybe they want to achieve godhood through these, because that's what they're being promised. They're, they're being promised divinity. They're being promised that we're going to be uh, going to the next um, ascension or whatever that they're promised. It's all lie from the pit of hell. It's the same lie that, that uh, Satan told Eden, the Garden of Eden. You shall be as gods. Well, that's the same lie that they're being told. Okay, So, it's the, it's the promise of some divinity and the technology that are the main motivations for both New Agers and people just wrapped up in the New Age movement. Don't fall for it. Um, it's... it's um, it's, it's nothing that you want to, uh, it's not a gift. It's, if you get it, it's a gift from Satan and you do not want that type of gift. I'm going to go ahead and stop, stop part one here and we'll go to part two next.